Hey team, welcome back. Here we are. It's uh, starting to get pretty serious now. I could only imagine what it's like to be a fan of a team that is still alive in the National Rugby League competition. Must be pretty special. Uh, Many, many years ago, I had those feelings. But uh, to all those fans out there, congratulations. You um, you support fantastic uh, football teams and whatever happens this weekend, um, you know, you've had a, you've had a great season uh, besides the Panthers. I, I think if they lost this weekend, I think uh, Ivan Cleary would be a little bit upset. But team, before we talk all of that, um, let's continue our reflection because the season is nearly over. Uh, things are winding down a little bit. But um, Dan, I'm going to go to you first. What was your favourite moment from the season so far? So my favourite was um, back in April, Anzac Day. Um, I go every year with my dad because uh, it's the day before my birthday. Um, but, you know, it's always such a, an incredible game to witness at Amy Park. It usually gets close to selling out, um, you know, all the Indigenous um, performances that go ahead on Australia and New Zealand side as well. Um, it's just always a good game, uh, regardless of kind of where everyone's sitting strength-wise. But there was obviously the scoreline, 70 to 10, was a good game to watch, but there was a couple of plays um, that really stood out to me. There was a, a long-distance try from the Warriors 40 that started with Brandon Smith, went to Harry Grant, Felice Kafusi, offloaded to Ryan Pappenhausen, who ran a bit and then kicked it, and it just bounced perfectly into Xavier Coates' arms, and he just legged it for the last 10 metres and got over the, that try line, but just on the back of that, that whole game was just covered with Xavier Coates. He got three tries in eight minutes and it was just such a phenomenal game. And I remember that was one of the last games before he got himself injured, but yeah, Anzac day is always special, but this year it was really, really good. Yeah, no, I I love that one. Look for for me, it was kind of keeping an eye on some of these players that move clubs. You know, I was really, I was really concerned, really interested in a couple of them in particular, Josh had car, you know, speaking of the Melbourne storm, you know, he's been one of the best outside backs in the competition in the world and then moving to the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, with, with, you know, with all due respect, I was kind of a little bit concerned that, you know, he might sort of fade into the distance, but it was kind of the opposite, you know, despite the fact that somehow, some way he wasn't selected for origin. But anyway, we'll talk about that at another time. I thought he was, he was fantastic this year. And Dana, I'm with you. i um, got a chance to go and watch the All-Stars game at the start of the year. And um, it was just around the time where, um, you know, around the Indigenous flag, the Aboriginal flag, how, you know, they sort of won back the the ownership rights of that. And it was just the entire stadium covered in Indigenous Aboriginal flags. And it was uh, very, very special. Um, just the atmosphere from that game. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was incredible. Cos, what about yourself? There's been some really good moments throughout the year. What's um, something that comes to mind? Yeah, there has been a heap of really nice moments. Also, I enjoyed Anzac Day as well. Um, not at the same venue, but Dragons actually won that game. So that was a great day personally. But I think as a game, I did like seeing the Warriors finally getting to go home and the fact that they won and their captain scored their first try back at home, his first and only try of the season, Tohi Harris. So I think that's just nice that they fought after two, two and a bit years. They got to go home, had a packed crowd, and they were able to win for their fans. So that was a pretty, pretty nice one. Again, it was against the Tigers, so the poor Tigers, but it was nice for the Warriors. Yeah, and let's hope that this is kind of the start of 
just a, a new era um, of Warriors football. Um, we've, we've said it a few times. Uh, the competition is always better when they're firing. But um, anyway, guys, we've got some semi-final football uh, to discuss, so let's kick off the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 60. My name is Dean Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business tonight. We got Dana, we got Cos in the house, and we are so pumped to be talking finals footy. This is it. Four teams left. This is do or die for your opportunity uh, to go to the big dance, to punch your ticket to the grand final. Which team? is going to progress. We'll uh, we'll talk through it tonight. All right, team, well, let's dive straight into it and uh, dive into our breakdown as we get to feature both of these incredible games. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um... And they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's dive into one of our first games here as we see the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, Cos, I'm going to start it with you because there was so much drama, there was so much excitement last week, and as I predicted, uh, the teams that kind of got the week off, we kind of forgotten about them, but um, yeah, look, you know, this team from Western Sydney in that black jersey, um, they can play some pretty good football. What's your thoughts on this Penrith Panthers team? Heading into this one, uh, you know, do you think the week off would have um, helped harm them? Have people forgotten about the Penrith Panthers? Um, everyone's all aboard the South Sydney Rabbitohs hype train at the moment. But, yeah, talk to us about these Panthers. I don't think anyone's forgotten about them. I think, they, uh, like we mentioned, when they, they won in week one, it was they just did it so easily that it was, it was almost boring. It's like the Panthers, they're the team to beat. I still think that they are. I think um, despite having a week off, it's probably been a good thing for them. Um, it didn't hurt. You know, they had a couple of their halves out for weeks and they came back and played like they didn't even miss a beat. So I know I just think the way – They've played this year. They've been the front runners. I, I don't, I don't think the week off is going to harm them at all. Yeah, and if that's the case, uh, getting them a little bit freshened up is is going to be going to be interesting. Uh, Dana, I, I look it to Cos's point. It's so difficult to analyze the Penrith Panthers, but I guess my disclaimer is that. I judge them at the highest possible grading. You know what I mean? That's the only way in which you can try and pick apart this football team at the moment. Now, trying to do do that, looking at this football team, there are probably a few players that aren't in career best form right now. And uh, I guess that's my prediction heading into this one, that maybe a couple of players that have been a little bit quiet based on their own standards this is probably a game that they'll probably step up and shine. Um, are there any particular players, in your opinion, that have been a little bit quiet within within the team? There's a, there's a couple that come to mind, but um, yeah, who, who are you most interested in watching? Who needs to step up here for the Panthers? The thing is, is I think coming into finals, although we talk about him quite often, and we ha- the reason is, is we have those high standards, is Brian Tuo. He came he, into he was, it. He was exactly who I was thinking, yep. 
he he just came into finals and he was quite off it. And the thing is, is because they've been that team to beat and they've been that consistently best team top of the ladder all year, you have these unrealistic high expectations. And we've all said previously, you know, he gets under 200 run metres, he's played a shit game. But Dana, he scored, I don't know what's wrong with me. He scored two tries against Parramatta. He ran for a minute, but I'm, but I'm st- again, I, it, it's it's hard, but I'm still looking at these players and I'm saying they, they, they've got another gear. So, you know, just don't be surprised when they run out and they kind of step it up. Um, Dana, just talking a little bit more off the back of what Cos was talking about, a couple of players casually um, got a little bit of a Bali holiday. You know, he got to sit on the beach for a month, get a bit of a tan on. Uh, we talk about Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. Quite a few people were concerned about how they were going to come into play you know, Cleary in particular was outstanding. Uh, what's your thoughts on Jerome Luai? Um, you know, obviously Nathan Cleary, he is going to be significantly targeted in this game and every game going forward. Um, Jerome Luai is probably a player that could be a bit of an X factor for the Panthers. I think Luai is definitely someone who people need to watch out for because he does, he can fade into the background during some games. He's kind of like, I don't want to say he's their secret weapon because everyone knows he's there, but between Nathan Cleary and To'o and even Crichton, it's it's hard to get lost within those star-studded players. But then he'll just appear out of nowhere and get some back-to-back tries or have a hat trick. So I think having that week off, you know, in a perfect world, you'd hope rattles them, especially the way that the Rabbitohs performed last week. You hope they sat down, they analysed that game, they watched that game, looked at that score against Cronulla and went, shit. Because it's not like Parramatta. I don't think there's going to be a massive gap. I think there's going to be some serious, serious anger in this game, similar to when the Roosters played the Rabbitohs. But I just, back to your original question, Stephen Crichton, I think, is definitely someone who has made a few mistakes. He's, you know, there was a couple of times he he fumbled the ball. And I think during the season when they lost to those high-end players, it was off the back of his errors. So I think as long as he's kind of reined it in. Not that I really want to give Penrith any kind of praise, but I think if he focuses on his game, then they might be in that top tier. But, you know, we we can't discourage anything the Rabbitohs will or can bring to the game. Again, you know, I'm saying this as a Knights fan, you know, a little rusty Jerome Luai, a Brian To'o that's probably, you know, 97 out of 100 at the moment, a Stephen Crichton that's been a little bit inconsistent this year. These are problems that uh, I'm sure many, many clubs would love to have because I'm not going to give away my prediction yet. You know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but you know, you're right. You know, Dana's right. You look at these two teams, you can see this being very exciting and dramatic. I mean, honestly, what worries me about sitting here and predicting games at the moment is these HIAs. I mean, sin bins, it's like, you know, if you guys can guarantee me that, you know, 17 on 17, get through the 80 minutes, I'm confident, but at the moment, uh, it, it really does change things up. Ask the uh, Sydney Roosters. But anyway, looking at these two lists, probably the big strength that I can see with the Penrith Panthers is their forward pack. James Fisher-Harris, he's just, he's the bouncer in the club. You know, this is this is probably his game. Yeah, the forward pack indeed. And I think um, talking about players that um, off form a bit, you think like, William and Kikau, this is a game for him to sort of step up and, you know, he's got a lot of, um, he gets a lot of attention and um, he, I think people know how good he can be, but he's just been a, a bit, a bit off, you know, uh, again, a lot of the way that the Panthers have been playing, like if a player is a bit off on each game, 
they've just been able to cover it pretty much. Um, even when they've had half their team out, they've had the the you know B team, C team, whatever we want to call them. They still had other players playing out of their skin. So I think, um, as I sort of mentioned, if all the players that step up and play to their ability, they will be very hard to beat. Off the back of what Dan said with um, HIAs, I think Kikau really needs to watch himself. Um, I find a lot of the time his, like he will call it passion, but it's borderlines on aggression. And, you know, if he gets right up, he gets right up and he'll start hitting hard which is fine, but then he starts hitting dangerous and then he finds himself giving away penalties, um, you know, causing those HIAs, causing injuries to other people, which, you know, he gets put on report in this game and they make it, you know, he's out of the grand final. So I think he really needs to to watch his tackles, um, you know, aim for the chest, not for the shoulders and hopefully keeps him on the ground. I would not like to be a forwards coach in the game right now because what are you telling them? Go out there, rip their head off. This is your moment. This is the biggest game of the year. But, but don't that, get sent off. But as Dana said, please don't get sin bin because, you know, one sin bin can cost us the biggest. And that's it. You know, the only thing that can really undo Penrith in a, in a really big way is themselves. You know, if they get a couple of players sin bin, if there's a few HIAs, you know, suddenly you, you, you definitely bring them back to the pack. Um, You know, another player who is an absolute workhorse, you know, state of origin representative player is Liam Martin. Um, obviously, we know that he gets in and does all the hard work. You know, could we see just that little bit more flair on the edge? Um, we all know they're going to play kick our ball and try and get him over the line, but, you know, seeing just that little bit more from him on the edge. So, you know, whilst Penrith have been near on perfect this season, it's scary to think they do have the ability to, um, yeah, to, to get that little bit better. And then, Coz, just quickly, um, you know, Api Corusau, we'll talk more about this, um, you know, uh, a, a little bit more, but he's leaving. You know, and and that's that's got to be heavy. I mean, you're walking out on a dynasty. I, I don't know whether he, whether he's having second thoughts, but he's heading to the Tigers. Good luck, Happy. But um, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm predicting it. This is going to be a big, um, this is going to be a big game for him. You know, because um, yeah, his Penrith career is is nearly over. Yeah, I think I know. It's funny our game where um, you know so far out where players are going to be the next seasons, but. I think he, he's a player that um, I don't think anyone's doubting how his commitment to the Panthers and how well he wants to play. So um, I'm sure that he'll be putting everything in there um, to, to keep his career going. One more one more game for, um, for the Panthers before he moves away. Yeah, that's right. All right, team, let's flip it over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And again, you know, we like to be accountable for our predictions and – I think with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we, we, we were kind of right, we were kind of wrong. And, and I think a lot of the competition was when we were trying to get a little bit of a, an understanding as to what is this team going to look like. Obviously, losing Latrell Mitchell at the start of the year, they're a completely different team. Adam Reynolds moves up to Brisbane. Uh, I think they already made a few statues for him halfway through the competition there in Adam Reynolds. But, you know, the, the Rabbitohs, they continue to hang in there. Latrell came back into it. Dana, what's your overall recap of how the South Sydney Rabbitohs have gotten to this game because they have played some unbelievable football to even get this opportunity to come up against the Panthers. Yeah, look, you know, they they fought their way into it. They, what, finished sixth and, you know, finishing in that bottom four spot on the ladder is, you know, you don't get these breaks. If you, you don't, you know, if you don't win every game, you're out. Your season's over. Back to the drawing board, start again 2023. But... You know, we spoke about it last week, the the calmness 
and how controlled and together the Rabbitohs were as a cohesive unit against the Roosters in the first week was astronomical. And then you saw it again against Cronulla Sharks. Like the ball possession between both teams was like 53% to the Bunnies and they won by, you know, 26 points. So some ridiculous figure. They just, they had the the sets that played out and they completed those sets and they completed them so flawlessly and so effortlessly. And they were all set plays, but you never knew what set play was coming next. And I think that was just once they got out there, similar to what Penrith can do, once they get that lead, they've got that lead, they've got that momentum. And I don't know what what conversation they had in the sheds, but it, it kicked their asses into gear and, you know, put points on the board. Yeah, look, uh, we'll get to the, the Troll Mitt uh, love and appreciation. We'll get to that soon. But, hey, let, let, let's go through a couple of plays in the meantime, Cods, just to give a little bit of love. Campbell Graham. You know, here's a guy where, you know, again, really talented, lanky kid. He was a kid as well. He was making sort of those emerging New South Wales teams, and I, Freddie saw something in him, and he was very, very consistent with um, sort of picking him there. And, you know, I, I saw talent, but, you know, I've, I've just been a little bit unsure about him, knowing that he needs a little bit of time. I think he's been outstanding defensively. And then you hear through the week he's been doing it with a broken rib. So, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get it needled up. He'll go out and play – because these rugby league players, they're absolutely mad. Very, very tough. You're one of them going out there and playing uh, in your comp as well. But, hey, let, let, let's throw Campbell a little bit of love. Tough guy, defensively playing really, really well, and you're going to need that against Penrith. Yeah, I think um, yes, especially defensively, he was sort of everywhere that he needed to be making those last-ditch tackles. Um, and they say, you know, premierships are one on defence. So if he's going to put in that sort of effort, in, I would not be playing with, with broken ribs personally, but... I think um, yeah, he sort of defies his size because he, do, he doesn't look like a you know big, strong fellow, but he he defends incredibly well. And just I think positioning and know, knows what to do. Um, but I think if they have players with that sort of commitment defending like that, again the Rabbitohs, you know they they have they've been bashed like that that game against the Roosters. I think that. The, the way that they responded was a bit of a surprise because I think um, we did say whoever is leading at halftime was probably going to win, but I, I didn't expect them to be out, you know, out of the blocks that that quick and, and that strong. Um, that was incredible. But, uh, yeah, I thought that you know the game against the Roosters would have taken a little bit more out of them, but um, they just had the right mindset, got out there, and and um, poor old Sharkies just didn't didn't have um, you know they tried the Sharks, they tried right to the end, but they just had no answer. What I'm curious to see regarding this game is how many of the players that played the full 80 minutes last week back it up again this week because, you know, playing in finals footy is hard enough. Playing a full 80 minutes and not getting that break is another thing. It takes a toll on your body. It takes a toll on your your mental strength. But three quarters of the Bunnies played, so obviously like Latrell Mitchell, but Campbell Graham, as you said, Cody Walker, Damian Cook was was incredible as well. And it's just, you know, you look at, this star-studded lineup, and you kind of look at Penrith and go, "Shit, this is anyone's game." And you know, you talk about who leads at halftime, but in reality, we've seen both teams come back from being down at halftime and coming back and winning. So, I think this is guaranteed one of the going to be one of the best games of the season because Penrith have a point to prove to keep their spot, but the Bunnies have a need to get it more because of the final result last year. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Look, let, let's quickly talk through their advantages. Uh, South Sydney, their advantage is they're in really good form, so they need to lead in this game early on. You know, Panthers, they're going to be a little bit rusty having the week off, so Rabbitohs, they've, they've got to take their opportunities early on in the football game. If they can get out to a 12-0 lead, that's exactly the advantage that the South Sydney Rabbitohs need. In terms of the Penrith Panthers, where's their advantage? You're exactly right, Dana. At the back end of that second half, You've got to think that the Rabbitohs forwards um, are going to be struggling. There are some serious athletes in and around this this South Sydney squad that will probably dig in, but, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be tough sledding, that's for sure. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, um, he's levelling up. How is he doing it? Uh, it's all between the ears. Um, I think for Latrell Mitchell, one of the things that, that, that has been most impressive about him is that this final series has been carnage. There has been HIAs, there has been sin bins, there's been players who have just been losing it, you know what I mean, losing composure. I actually feel like Latrell Mitchell is actually gaining inspiration, gaining energy, gaining enthusiasm out of the carnage. You know, whilst everyone else is losing their mind, Latrell Mitchell just seems to be thriving. And, uh, look, it's great to see. He's been able to sort of, you know, turn this around and, and sort of shift in, uh, with his mentality in, in just in just 12 months. And, um Again, um, you know, Penrith Panthers, they are incredible, but betting against Latrell Mitchell is is pretty difficult. Just quickly, before I grab you guys, um, last-minute predictions. We want to, you know, I, I guess for our listeners who are going to be watching this game, Tavita Totola, uh, Mark Nichols, an absolute toiler, Keon uh, Kolomatangi, Jai Arrow, Cam Murray, uh, these big boys, they're, they're the ones that are really going to have to step up to try and keep pace with the Penrith Panthers. Uh, let's see if they can do it. All right, Dana, no sitting on the fence. Time to offer your prediction. Who wins this one? Who's the first team into the grand final? My my head says Penrith just because of their consistency, but my heart does not want them to go back-to-back because we know if Penrith get into the grand final, they will win. Um, so I'm going to go with my heart. We're going to say Bunny's going to pull through. They've got their heads in the game. Um, you know, if they can use those outer wings and kind of find those weak spots through the Panthers, I reckon they've got a solid chance. So let's go Bunnies. Cause Pretty much word for word what I was going to say. I think in my head, yes, Panthers, like how can anyone bet it, like, you know, vote against them? Just They've just done it so easy this year. But I think the Rabbitohs, they have, they have belief on their side. They have confidence. And I, I think if Panthers can sort of crush that early, then it's an easy win for Panthers. But if the Rabbitohs are there at halftime, there or thereabouts, I wouldn't, I don't know. Let's, let's go with the heart too and let's go, go the bunnies, you know, give, give them a go to sort of rectify last year's result in the grand final. Yeah, look, I think there's some twists and turns in this narrative that makes it abnormally close. Look, the reality is the Penrith Panthers should win this one and win this one well. They won't. I think they'll just get the job done, but there is going to be drama everywhere. And I think Latrell Mitchell is going to be at the centre at it, which I absolutely love. All right, team, let's move it through now to the next game. Now, I said the Penrith Panthers, you know, they'll punch the first ticket. I've got those um, those times around the wrong way. That's our Saturday 7.50 game. Let's pull it back to the Friday and talk Friday 7.50 the North Queensland Cowboys. Could you imagine 12 months ago saying that? And the North Queensland Cowboys coming up against the Parramatta Reels because um, as our um, as our Queenslander on the panel, I'm just going to hand the mic over to you to, to throw a little bit of love the Cowboys' way. Here we are at home. This is, this is going to be a big one. How good. So, yeah, it was 
from second last to in the final or to second week of finals at least, um, you know, a, such a huge turnaround for the Cowboys. So but I don't think they'll be happy with that. Like it's it's a big it's a big turnaround. It, uh, they'll obviously be pleased with how far they've come, but as you know, rugby league cliche, jobs not done. You've got to get to the next to the next week and then try and win that again. And with everything that they've gone through this year, um, on and off the field, I think it'd just be a fantastic way for you know the Cowboys to end the season if they can make firstly make it through. It'll be tough, but make it through to the grand final and then win the big one. That would just be, you know, a fantastic way to end NRL season, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't it ever. Dana, um, both of these teams can score points. Parramatta put 40 points on the Canberra Raiders. Um, Cowboys put 32 on the Sharks. Uh, we, we won't talk too much about the defensive column just yet, but that's my question, Dana. What You know, just quickly looking at both teams, what team's defense do you have the most trust in because, you know, yeah, we, we both know they can score points, but, but which, which pack is going to dig in and defend their line? Who do you, who do you trust the most to be able to turn the team away? I think the consistency and experience that comes with Parramatta is what is going to put them over the line in this game. Um, Although, like you said, you know, 12 months ago, if you said that the Cowboys were going to be in the finals, I probably would have laughed at you. Even round one, they lost to the Bulldogs of all teams, you know. Um, you see them, you know, 28 weeks later and here they are in finals. It's it's hard to beat, but, you know, the star-studded lineup of Parramatta is hard to, like, you can't get past Junior Paolo. You can't get past Papali'i. It's just... You know, Nathan Brown, you just Mitchell Moses and his ball skills on his attack and his defense. It's just hard to kind of comprehend that this team would go down to a confident Cowboys, yes, but a very young and inexperienced in finals Cowboys. Uh, however, they do have the home court advantage. So I would never count out the underdogs at home because that's going to be a very loud stadium. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, we'll give Parra a little bit of love and then we'll come back to the Cowboys. Um, they are playing fantasy football, aren't they? You know, like if you're building a team, see the Dolphins, although they're, they're having some, some struggles, aren't they? But uh, if you're building a football team, you'd say, hey, you know, Mitchell Moses, you know, let's have a star halfback. You know, hey, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty special 5'8 in Dylan Brown. You want a captain, a skipper in Clint Gutho. You want two of the best forwards in the game in RCG and Junior Bolo. Uh, you know, Reed Marnie, you know, you, you know, Coz, you need a great hooker. Uh, and then you fill it around some players who have probably been in better form than a lot of their big-time players. I mean, Coz, Dana's right. This is this is it for Parramatta. This is as close as they're ever going to get. They're, they're absolutely star-studded. They've got a few players um, leaving next year. Yeah, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Parra heading into this one? I think the win that they had last week, that's a monkey off their back because this is the furthest they've been into the finals for a long, long time. And, um, yeah, again, I did mention last week they got a bit of pressure on them, so maybe they won't perform, but they just, you know, they they laughed at that and they had absolutely no problems with the Raiders at all. Um, but, yeah, they a lot of players in form, the Ford pack, you know, great. The halves are in form, playing well. So that only thing is, you know, how much of their own hype do they believe and um, if they're getting a bit ahead of themselves because everyone everyone wants the, you know, Penrith Para grand final. So and if they're buying into that um, and think they've won it before, they, you know, they can't under, underestimate, you know, 
the Cowboys, but I think they've only won one in eight and everyone's talking about the heat and the fact that they're going to have to go up there. I, I think they'll be ready for it. I think, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough one because, again, with everything that I'm saying about the Eels, in my heart I'm going, Cowboys have to win. I want them to win. So it's really – but I, I just, again, there's a head versus heart thing and I think that the Eels, they just – there is a lot in their favour and I think they've got the skills, they've got the players to do it. Um, and I think if they make it into the into the grand final, it'll just be, they'll just grow another leg. But I don't know, this will be a really good game. It's yeah. really hard to pick. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play with that tag. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of used to being the underdog, the team that people don't, you know, sort of take too seriously to be a contender. But here they are on the road trying to spoil the party. You know, they're coming into Townsville. You know, this this franchise waited so long to build that stadium and to have a game that could, you know, properly ref- reflect that that beautiful stadium and, and an incredible team. You know, this is this is a huge party for the North Queensland Cowboys and Parramatta are going in to spoil it. And I just wonder, do they have the mentality, um, you know, do they have the mental toughness to kind of do it? Because I can only imagine just how frenetic and frantic that first 20 minutes is going to be. I, I think it's going to be absolute chaos. And I'm I'm really interested to see which team settles in the quickest because, um, you, know, I, I, you know, the coach is going to be talking about composure all through the week. But it's one thing saying it. It's the next thing having, uh, you know, 40,000, um, you know, Queenslanders screaming at you. I think what Coz touched on briefly is it'll be a very good game. And I think you don't realise how close this game is going to be. Like throughout the season, um, the Cowboys had 17 wins and seven and seven losses, whereas Parramatta had 16 wins and eight losses. So both of these teams went up against solid teams. Like the Cowboys beat Melbourne Storm, Parramatta, Parramatta beat Panthers twice. Yes, they lost them in finals, but beat them twice, you know. They've gone down to teams they should have won and like should have beat, and they've beaten teams they should have lost to dramatically. So I think both of these teams come from a pretty steady season, but also an underappreciated season. And you don't realize that they have fought and they have beaten some of those hard hitters throughout the year. So like Cos says, this is going to be such a good game to watch because they're so, they're so even. Yeah, um, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a, a cracker. <laughs> so Cos, um, you know, just thinking about it. Yes. It's going to be a little hot, a little sweaty, uh, you know, you can throw that excuse in there. The stadium's going to be loud, the lights, it's going to be a little bit full on. But probably the only thing, um, sorry, the, the other thing that's going to, I guess, try and stop this Parramatta team that really should work their way through to a grand final, their team is incredible, because it's these 17 Cowboys. I mean, because the, the, the more I look at this playlist and the more I did it throughout the year, you know, I, I just, I, I love their list because I, I felt like they... They just complemented each other really, really well. There, there, there aren't, you know, one or two players that are similar. They're just so different. They bring so much to the table. Um, you know, just pick out a couple of players that you'll be keeping an eye on in this game because, um, yeah, this this will be this is going to be a big one in their history. I think oh, we've mentioned with some of the other teams players that are leaving. I think in the forwards, like you've got um, Tommy Gilbert that's going to go to Redcliffe. He'll be wanting to leave a good impression um, before he before he goes. Um, I don't know. And there's, you know, the players that you always turn to, like, you know, Valentine Holmes, he's one of the most experienced ones. Like he won the game for them, um, just casual, you know, to, 
two-point field goal, just, you know, win it in extra time. They've got experience like that. We've mentioned Townsend all year, just that calm head that's been helping, you know, get other players to blossom like Tommy did and who everyone knew was going to be a star, but it took him to get to the Cowboys and just have a little bit of guidance to, to really emerge as the player that he can be. It's funny, they, they've got some of those superstars in like Tom Lolo, but it's been the emergence of their young guns this year, the fact that, you know, they had pretty tough year last year, but they got that experience under their belt and they've been able to play together and just really, really have a good season together. Like you, you can kind of, they can rely on each other. Um, and it's, again, it's another one. If if they can just start well and start with confidence, they'll be, you know, they're just calm they are like down. a, yeah, they're a bit of a jug, juggernaut team, but. What's your prediction? I know. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I have to, because that's what I want to see. And I think the fact that they'll be at home, they'll have so much support behind them. And I think um, they, they have belief as well. And I think if they can just, I don't know, they match the forwards for the Eels and, and it's a lot of things to shut down. Match the forwards, shut down the halves, keep Clint quiet, then the Cowboys can win. So yeah, a lot I, to do, but I think they can do it. I'm going hard. I'm going the Cowboys to win. Chad Townsend will be man of the match. Um, some things that, that need to happen, though, is J- Jason Tamalolo needs to take this game personally. There are moments where I don't know whether he gets angry or whether there's a bit of a, a switch that's flipped, but... Tamalolo needs to take this game personally. This is a career game for him. You know, this is a very, very important uh, match for him. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai, um, at his very, very best, he could be the best athlete player in the competition, no doubt. But he has been a little bit patchy. He has been a little bit inconsistent. I know I'm being hard on the kid, but, you know, he's just got so much talent in the world. If he could just go out there and explode in a game like this, that could certainly give you an advantage. I think Reuben Cotter's got to really lead the way from a defensive um, perspective. You know, we all know that they can't concede 30 points like they did against the Sharks. If they do that, uh, it's going to be a non-contest. So I think Reuben Cotter leads the way from a defensive perspective. Um, Tommy Dearden, I really think he's their X factor. Um, I'd be, you know, again, responsibly keeping an eye on him. Anytime try scorer, he's running game. It's just getting better and better. What an absolute superstar and an incredible story. And Valentine Holmes, if things get a little bit clutch, there needs to be a conversion, a field goal. I think he's the man to do it. So um, there we go. Cowboys getting the job done there. Dana, we'll give you the last say on this one. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts? Cowboys, Eels. Oh, I don't want to ruin the clean sweep. But, you know, I'm excited to see, like, Dylan Brown had 321 run metres last week. That's but Peter, Peter Haiku had 314 against the Sharks. Um, you know, the Cowboys also had a week off. So... How have they spent their week off? Have they been in intense training? Have they been doing the physical training? Yes, but, you know, it's a mental game. Like you said before, Dan, finals is between the ears footy. It's not what you can put on the field. It's your mental. If you can keep calm and collected, you could go so much further than if you're hot-headed and short-tempered. But I think my concern is if if the Cowboys do get the win, fantastic Queenslanders in the grand final, but it gives me flashbacks of when they played Storm in the 2017 grand final, flooring their way back from eighth and then got their asses handed to them by 30 points. And no one wants to see Penrith beat the Cowboys or, you know, if they win and that's going to come back and it's going to bite them in the ass and all that was worth nothing because you've gone down to Penrith again like everyone else. So, you know, if the Bunnies get up Saturday, it would be incredible to see you know, Rabbitohs, Cowboys grand final, but I just don't think they have the ability to get it done if Penrith beat the Bunnies. 
And that's what you've got to look at. Grand final picture, realistically, I don't think anyone except Penrith wants Penrith to go back to back. So again, as much as I want to say the Cowboys can win, I don't think they'll be able to get it done on the big stage if it comes to it. Um, Whereas you'd want to see an even, you'd want to see an even game. Like, you know, you don't want to go to a grand final and have it be a blowout because it's boring for everyone. And it's just, there's no fun in it. You want that passion. You want that intensity. You want to be sitting on the edge of your seat that, you know, I'm driving up. It's a 10 hour drive. Like I want to be sitting there going, this is worth me traveling and not just sitting on the couch, watching at home. Like I want to be here. So as much as I would love the Cowboys to go ahead, I just don't think they'll be able to perform on the main stage that, I would want them to, and I think a lot of other people would want them to. So I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Parramatta are going to come through. Um, it's going to be a close one, though. It's definitely going to be close. I think there'll be a couple instances like uh, in the AFL we saw on the weekend where the crowd was so loud you couldn't hear the ref. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be tight. It's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. It's finals footy. It's here. It's September. I, it's my favourite time of year. But unfortunately... Parramatta's coming out with the win. All right, team, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, just a really quick one uh, question for you, just to round, round out the show. Which team, um, which eliminated team are you most shocked by so far? So of the eliminated teams, which one did you kind of expect to kind of be in the final four? Um, look, I'll kick us off. Um, the Roosters, I, I, I thought. You know, I, I thought they were a, a really good chance against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I thought they were on a little bit of a fairy tale run, but... Again, this is the 2022 NRL, the, the HIAs, the sin bins, the emotions, um, injuries uh, wasn't to be for um, Team Bondi. Um, Dana, what about yourself? Which team are you a bit surprised aren't in the final four? Um, you know what? In all honesty, I don't think I'm actually surprised by any of them. We'll take that. Um, you know, I everyone knows how diehard Melbourne Storm I am, but, you know, I knew going into this final series – it was not our best year. It was not our best run in. I knew we had the odds stacked against us with the Raiders at home because we have not beat them in such a long time. Um, I think that was, you know, the mental game that played on Storm. So, and I knew and that hey, going no, into it as a Storm supporter. So, and, and no you little, know, no little Pappy, no, no Pappy. No, no so little was, Pappy. Zave wasn't at his best. Like, you know, it was a disheveled team and it was hard to watch. It was, it was a hard game to be at. And um, yeah, I just wasn't really surprised by anything, I guess the Roosters if I have to pick one, but you know, this is the top four I kind of looked at and went, yeah, this is what it this will be. be good. Cause what about yourself? Um, Dana showing some humility there around the storm. It was a bit of a weird season for them, but was there any other team that you thought might've had a chance or are you a little bit shocked by? Yeah, no shocked. No, not with any of them. I think sharks was an interesting one because the fact that they were second is probably the shock in itself. Um, but Dana mentioned it. They did have a fairly easy, not easy, to find easy run to get to that point. Um, the fact that they're out in straight sets pretty much, um, even though that was a classic against the Cowboys. So, again, not shocked in the fact, like, should probably celebrate the fact that they got that far under a new coach this year. So, I don't know. But, again, Storm, not shocked. I think they've probably overperformed that, you know, finally this is the first year when people are predicting them to be, you know, at the bottom for how many years when every player's left. They still made the finals. 
Um, but first time you, you miss out on that top four, it's pretty crucial. Um, but again, I probably agree with everyone. The Roosters, I, I just expected them to keep on defying the odds and, and just, just, just surprise. Yeah, just of, of all of them, the fact that, you know, um, they just didn't like the reality caught up with them and they just couldn't couldn't keep putting out with no players left to, to put out on the field. Um, so, again, it's not a shock, but that's probably the one that wouldn't be surprised if they were in the, in the four compared to, to the rest. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, as always, we really do appreciate your support. Until next week, we'll catch you then.